Welcome to the downside. My name is Jamarco Sarezi. I uh, uh, I haven't seen my co-host in in a, <laughs> in a in a while, and we haven't even talked. We haven't even had a good check-in. So no, it's we one haven't. of those where we're figuring so, out things were not good for you the last time I tried to get a hold of you, and 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 I was trying to call you multiple times, which is rare. rare so I knew rare. things were really bad. Russell was checking in on me. Yeah, I'm just glad you used my apartment for a business meeting, and I was so scared. <laughs> I was so scared because I knew when you came here, you had to go downstairs unassisted. Sure. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Last time Russell went downstairs, he almost yeah. ruined his Broadway debut. Yeah. Um, what happened? Uh, what happened was we were in tech and I, <laughs> I, my position in tech, we had like a station f- set up in the mezzanine and the wardrobe came and they're like, can you try on? This costume for this small cameo part that I do sometimes, mm-hmm. tried it on, and it's a night just a suit, you know, with new shoes. And I came back to my station in the mezzanine, and I fell down the entire mezzanine Stop. stairs. <laughs> I fell down like four, no, not the entire mezzanine. I fell down four or five, like stairs. It, I I don't know how it happened. I literally just was walking downstairs, fell, and it happened for so long and. You know when it when you think that it, this feels like it's happening for a, a long time and there it was gonna it's about to end and it keeps falling. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, I confirmed with the other standby who saw it happen. He was like, "Yeah, it was happening for a long time." It was like and a Chevy I, Chase Pratt fall. He kept thinking it was done, and I'd be like, whoa, whoa. "I kept and I kept being like, okay, good, I didn't hurt myself.' Whoa. Like I kept thinking I was done and I didn't break anything." And you were like Will Ferrell in Austin Powers, where he goes like, "I'm okay, I'm safe," and then more and more <laughs> yeah. things happen. So, By the way, you're allowed to exaggerate it. You can say three flights. If Hassan Minaj can get away with oh it, God. you get to say whatever you want. Um, so I stood up and I was like, "Feel great, actually." I was like, "Nothing hurts." My thumb hurt a little bit, but I was like, "No, I feel amazing." Were you saying it out loud, like to prove to everyone that you're like, "I'm, yeah, I'm it's good." Adrenaline. The other, yeah, the, it's adrenaline. The other, sta- I'm fine, I'm fine. the other standby was like, "Yeah," he, he's like, "You okay?" And I was like. I feel fine. I feel great. Actually, great. I feel I'm like, oh, <laughs> I feel better. Good. Yeah. So I, um, I, then two hours later, I could not bend my oh knee. My God. knee. It was like it was like so swollen and tight. So it luckily it happened at the a nighttime thing, and then I had two full days off right after. Did you tell anyone? Did you say to any, or did you did you silence? Did you say to them, don't say a word? No. Fine. Well, okay. <laughs> Everyone heard it. The only one who saw it was Brad, the sound uh, or the lighting guy, and um, like, no one will and, and Sam, the other standby. They saw it. They, they checked in, and then I did tell stage management because I was like, it was bad enough. Well, I thought I was scot free, and then and then I couldn't bend my leg when I was leaving. So I told them and did a report. Oh, God. But um, uh, I had two full days. I rested. I elevated. I iced, and then I got this brace, and it feels a lot better. It definitely is not out of the. It's definitely like tender. It's definitely like. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, definitely. That's it was like it's been only a week though, so it's like relatively new. You know. Did you? Um, and you was know what's there- crazy? Is in our show there were so many stairs, and so you many, never ever never. fell down. And other people did. Everyone did except for you. Yeah, never <laughs> fell. Down. I almost did one time, okay. but I never like that though. Um, well, let me introduce our guest. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. So, so everyone knows. <laughs> we're already talking. Uh, 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 musical theater star, performer, oh, God. writer. 
Marla Mandel, thank, thank you for you. being here. Thank you for I, having me. You know, I feel like we should, you know, I feel like uh, uh, Joe Rogan, he has episodes of oh. his podcast where he talks about MMA. And if you if you like Joe Rogan and you don't like MMA, it's tough. <laughs> this podcast, we don't talk about MMA. Do you listen we to have, Joe Rogan? No, but I'm saying I know the, I know the sphere. I know okay. the world. Okay. okay. I'm Good. saying this podcast instead of MMA, there's some episodes where it's like, if you don't like musical theater, yeah. it's going to be a tough slog. Yeah. This is not going to be, there's going to be a lot of musical theater talk today. I, I was actually, can I say, I was so nervous and I spoke to Russell. I was like, hey, I'm really nervous because he seems really straight. And Russell was like, don't worry. He's actually a secret, he's like a secret theater nerd. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I have an ally. Thank God. Yeah. So now I feel completely at ease. Wait, Marla. She you, was worried you, that this podcast th- was going to be too straight. You've been in theater way too long. If I'm really straight. <laughs> to me, you I know I know. I know. Everyone in my life is is some form of gay or so or so straight that they're almost gay. I don't know. But anyway, I'm so relieved. And, and that's why you felt when I, I would go to musical theater camps growing up in high school and like I would be obviously I would be on the straight end of the spectrum in that world and I go to high school and I might as well be gay. Like it was right, just right, like exactly. I experienced yeah. both worlds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And didn't fit into either. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the downside. To the downside. The downside. With this is the downside. Uh, this is a place where people can feel free to complain, kvetch, bitch, moan, be negative. We celebrate negativity here. If you're a fan, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash downside. Bonus episodes, live episodes, my comedy special, The Rats Are In Me. Speaking of musical theater, I, I have theater kids that come out to the shows, and someone was there last night in Bloomington and said they were in... Um, Margaritaville, the musical. Oh, and they my and, God. and they I made some on joke Broadway. Of, uh, no, no, like oh. Bloomington, and and original production of Margaritaville. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's success. And and I like I said like oh is that Sondheim? And it was so funny. There were two people that got it in the whole room, but I like I was like oh. God. Oh, oh Indiana I dream, was like. Yeah, yeah. I oh, dream no. of the day where I can have like <laughs> like like a real when I opened for um, uh, Bianca. That was like uh, uh, one of these moments where I was like, oh, I could make a Sondheim joke and everyone oh, in the venue person. would yeah. know it. Yeah. But this, they did not. They did not. We do. <laughs> We're here as your fans and supporters today. Thank you. <laughs> we, and we really get it. You're in a safe space. I, uh, I'm very happy to have you uh, uh, on, on the show. I'm happy uh, you, you made your Broadway debut. Yes. I mean, does it, you feel, in your mind, are you like, preview doesn't count? Or do you feel like I... No, I was on a Broadway... It counts. I I did a small part in a Broadway show. cruises now, and they would bill you as Broadway's Russell Daniels. Yes. Everyone everyone (laughs) in my life will label me I know that that Broadway credit opens up some cruise cruise opportunities, right? Absolutely. And not for me. I still have yet to be on a cruise in general in my life. But did you want have you wanted to? Absolutely you... never. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. Because you I, could do it in a second, Marla. I would rather eat rats inside of me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Plug for you. Thank you. No, I have as you know, maybe you didn't know this about me, but I have hardcore vomit phobia and oh, so no, like, I know. cruises oh, I know. for me, I will just stay I will stay it's in It's not like everyone's away. vomiting constantly. No, I know, but there's like a fear that it could happen. You know what I mean? Like there's like it's like a triangle of sadness kind of moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. That is my greatest Did You watch fear. that movie? Absolutely no, not. She, no, yeah. I won't watch anything. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. What happens? 
what happens is that it's like an OC <laughs> it's like OCD. I replay it over and over in my mind, and I just can't stop thinking about it. It's really, really bad. It's because when I was four years old, my sister was like the devil incarnate, and she would run around the house, and she would chase me, and she would scream, hot dog vomit, hot dog vomit, because I watched a hot dog eating competition, and I thought it was so disgusting. And I think that's the moment. I know. You're grabbing your – you're clutching yeah, your literal pearls. <laughs> There's something, it just did something to me, and now I'm I'm forever tainted. But it wasn't even seeing throw, but it was just your sister well, saying... He, he was eating so many, and I feel like he lurched. I was mm. young, and so I feel yeah. like... There's nothing worse than a food competition. I, w I don't watch those either. Anyway. Yeah. So if you if you were with with uh, with a woman and she was throwing up and a friend I've lover, told would my you? No, nope. I said I will. If you lose your limb, I will be there. I will stand by. I will watch you bleed out. If you vomit, I will throw you out onto the street, and somebody else has to take care of you. I don't care. Go to the hospital. Can you? Is it just <laughs> seeing it or hearing it too? Both. Both yeah. things. Yeah. Both things. I will run out of the room. Yeah. I've yeah. I have, really I have a bad gag reflex oh, in terms of like you. You of like of like if I see like okay so like sinks are hard for me sinks like when you're doing dishes and like the bottom sinks in general you know yeah like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know well, there's stuff in the bottom garbage. there that thing so like egg like yeah junk so i can do it 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 get it, it, yeah, i gag it comes easily but it doesn't produce vomit it, but <laughs> i can gag quite easily and and if it starts happening it's hard to stop it yeah. what about what was the last time you threw up uh, when I was 29 years old from Bad Sushi, backstage at Cinderella. <gasps> I know. That's the last time. That was now 10 years ago. I'm aging myself. 10 years ago, I'm like, something's up. Something's up. We're teching Cinderella. Anne Harada starts. I'm like, I really don't feel well. And Anne Harada starts talking about the time that she got food poisoning. And I ran backstage. Oh, no. And then I projectile vomited into a bucket. And to this day, I have no idea what happened to that bucket. I don't know if somebody threw it out. I don't know if somebody <laughs> saw it. I don't know if it's still fucking there. But that's, that's the last time. And it was just one. No, it was multiple times. Oh, and they okay. Then I was like, hey, guys, I just threw up a lot. And they're like, but you seem fine. And I was like, I know, because this is, I've never gone through something like this. This is the scariest moment of my life. And they're like, all right, why don't you go home? And then I went home and then just oh, projectile vomit. Yeah, but God. only through food poisoning. I've never had alcohol enough to throw up in my life. Uh -huh. I have fainted in front of my friends before vomiting. That's how terrible. I, my body will shut down. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's really bad. No, I believe you. <laughs> You're I haven't. The last time I vomited is when I had COVID uh, yesterday. Um, oh great! Oh kidding. awesome! Awesome! Oh my god! <laughs> when I had COVID, uh, yeah. <laughs> please do that with every joke I do yeah. on the comedy <laughs> podcast, Russell. Thank you. Uh, uh, and there's something though about throwing up that like. It's awful when it comes. It's awful during. Yeah. But after you're like you're crying a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It feels so much better. Oh, I don't the know. The thing that was evil inside you is gone. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I almost threw up on stage once in you high did? school, almost, because I was doing Guys and Dolls, uh, and I played Nice and Nice and Johnson, and um, yeah, it's yeah. a good part for me. Um, and uh, um, I guess they didn't. For some reason, I was bringing my own sandwich prop. To okay. to the shows because I guess our it was not in the budget of my high school. Non-equity. So I. Yeah. So we bringing a period piece sandwich for like a subway chicken teriyaki. Uh, no, I remember. I remember thinking because I remember putting the prop together and thinking you really should just be bread, so you don't have to like you know like you don't want to get caught like with lots of things on stage and it'll be harder to say. Really smart. So just bread, right? Yeah. So bread. But what had happened during the during the day? Somehow it was in my backpack. It had. My Adidas cologne had 
had spilled had spilled onto the sandwich and soaked it in a way that I didn't know. Oh. And so I, I go take out the sandwich and I take a big bite because it's like involved with some dumb bit, I'm sure. I take a huge bite of this Adidas sandwich and I'm standing on our stage being like, I remember thinking I'm I, maybe I'm going to die. Yeah, I'm gonna, maybe yeah. I'm going to die. But I, I was trying not to throw up on stage. I remember I had like the things where you're like, oh, no. and then I got off stage. I was panicking. I was like, can I talk? Can I sing? Um, I was like, that is so scary. You just tasted the like cologne. Oh, even know cologne oh it tasted, tasted like. like I was drinking like like something like from poison. underneath the sink, yeah. like poison. Oh yeah. my god, food! Yeah. I did. I had a high school production of it was on the Razzle, which is which is Hello is... Dolly's based on on the Razzle. It's it's the Hello Dolly story. Wow. And I was <sighs> that I, is at so the obscure. End, <laughs> Tom Stoppard, uh, and at the end I like cheers people with champagne and it was apple cider. Yeah. And there was one day closing where there was mold in all like they had just you know they <sighs> filled the cups they didn't refill they, it they leave the cup they, there was a oh. there was a bucket of vomit in the corner i don't know whose vomit it was but it was mine it was, <laughs> and and i just remember i had to go out there and and somehow like inform the actors like there's mold don't drink it when what? we after the cheer because i go out i'm like on the razzle cheers worse yeah and 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 we had to be like don't drink it don't drink it don't drink it <laughs> Food, food, uh, and theater, it's a dangerous game. Anything yeah. in theater is a dangerous game. Yeah. If you feel sick, if you trip, if literally anything happens, everyone like it's like a it's like a record scratch. Everyone's like a robot and they yeah. don't like they don't know what to do. Yeah. But, like fighting illness when you're trying to perform is the worst possible thing in the universe. I and never really experienced that. COVID changed like I feel like there was a real admiration for if you were sick and you still did it. You're a champ. Oh, yeah. And and now we're all readjusting whether we're going to go back to that yeah. or not because of COVID. Because it, it was bad before, too. You shouldn't perform if you have the flu. But there was like an integrity to, wow. Oh, yeah. I am that. Me, too. That was my college experience. If you were not on – if you were on your deathbed, you were still expected to perform. So that's like my mentality. I, I have been so sick, and I will always get up and do it, even though I absolutely should not. And then what ends up happening is you do it so much, and you get even sicker, and then you're out of the show yeah. even longer. Yeah. Yeah. A lesson learned. Can I say because yeah. uh, well, for people who don't know, uh, you you created uh, uh, co-creator of Titanic, which Russell was in, and a lot of Debbie Downsiders saw. Yeah. Uh, oh really? Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. And I can't imagine because I, I I stopped doing theater a while ago, but I cannot imagine doing theater in the era of COVID testing. <laughs> it's wild. It <laughs> seems fucking impossible. Oh, it was impossible. It seems. Yeah. It just seems. And it was just there was something about theater where where there was still you don't have to wear a mask to watch theater anymore, do you? No. No, but the first six months of Titanic, you did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I remember I remember because yeah. I went to take a sip of my coffee and yeah, they and, and I kept it down. They came over and I was like, and it's so theater already doesn't pay enough. It already is so hard. It already is just like this incredible miracle that to add it and also in New York because it is liberal and liberal with health and COVID and it it, it became just so impossible. Oh, one thousand percent. I know theater companies that shuttered because there there was some production that like it couldn't get off the ground. A big a big musical and it just seems like it was it must have been a fucking nightmare. It was. 
was crazy. I mean, w- the reason that we ended up <laughs> hiring Russell, even the first time, is yeah. because a week and a half into opening Titanic, I had never gotten COVID in my entire life. We opened the show. My body's like, okay, great. See ya. Peace. And I super spread it to five of the cast members. So that the, after the, f- I don't know if you know this, maybe you did know this, but you weren't even in the show at this point, but yeah. the whole show shut down for a week and a half. Yeah. And at I, that I point, our that. producers were like, well, we're going to have to close. Because like we we have not made we've just lost so much money. Yeah. And then we come back and then August rolls around and everyone gets it again. And so everyone goes down with it. So Russell is hired as an emergency. He learns the show in I wanna say two to three days. Yeah. Comes yeah. on and is a fucking genius. And then we go to uh the Daryl Roth and this past August everyone i think you just yeah i just missed it or i was in it when it was happening but it was like one of those things where i was like oh am i going to be able to do my last show because because so every day there was someone one or two people getting you had that terrible cough that last show (laughs) (laughs) i I still have a cough um the uh in your mind just let me ask real quick yeah knowing that you know titanic is you did so well in it and now you're you've made your broadway debut do you think i changed your life Yes. Yes or no? Um, Do you feel thankful for the global pandemic that killed millions of people? (laughs) Oh, oh, because it it brought me Titanic personally. Um, yeah, I guess I guess I I am really appreciative of that. But in my defense, by the time I joined, there was a vaccine, so I, you know, vaccine schmaxine. Yeah. (laughs) That's the official slogan Um, of the downside. Vaccine schmaxine. Um, I had a question. Uh, yeah. Well, when I because when I did it too. That it was it was the wild west because it was it like was the wild it was that was September I think of twenty twenty two so it was like I was coming in but then there was like and then I came in again when October it hit everyone again mm-hmm. or yep. another round and it was like why it was like just and we chaos. had to keep I don't I mean I'm sure you know this but we had to like test we had to do spit tests every single day uh-huh. and then rapid tests but then you have an audience but it was at the former UCB yeah. you know like I'm I'm here as Celine the audience is right here yeah. you just so much have to breathe on me yeah. and I'm going to get it so there's yeah. no rhyme or reason so that we just kept getting it and we did not have enough because we were such a small show not thinking that we would like exceed any expectations we didn't have enough backup at the time so it no. was like it was the Wild West. I don't know yeah. how we got through that first six months. And then yeah. we started getting, you know, more backup. But then still, I mean, when people go down, everyone goes down. We had to cancel a show a couple weeks ago because, oh, it, yeah. because every single person got sick. Yeah. It was, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking nightmare. Yeah. I know. I know. That being said, we've, we're still doing great. Yeah. <laughs> the show's still doing great. It hit 500 yeah. performances. It did. Did you it go? Did. That night? No, no, I didn't go. I didn't go, but my 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 dad, who is a musical theater buff, I mean, like I he composed. He, uh, he, he composes. Composing? Yeah, he composes. Yeah, you know that? I did. My He's research. a researcher oh guy. Oh my god! I'm a research. I care about the things that I make. I'm so impressed. Of course. My dad is a little composer, and that's how I got a like, little. Yeah, he's a, a little composer, which is how I got basically shepherded into this business. Um, he wrote me. He was like, "Did you know one of the greatest musicals of all time, Follies, played 601 performances? Titanic is uh, is on on route to surpass that." And I was like, "I'm not gonna necessarily compare Folly, the great Follies, to Titanic, <laughs> but thank you so much, Dad. That's yeah. so sweet of you." I. Uh, so you you went to the Cincinnati Conservatory of Music. Oh my Music. God, he does his research. Uh, I also auditioned. We, CCM. You did CCM. Oh yeah, yeah. Did not. It was one. It was my first audition. I auditioned for eight. Uh, Me too. Colleges. I auditioned for eight. I'm sure you got all of them. I did. Uh, <laughs> I uh, well, my father wasn't a composer, so look, yeah, my so father was a scrap metal recyclist. I had to start from. That sounds like the mob. <laughs> I wish. Um, 
I was Bubba the guy there. Bubba. So yeah, the South African guy who talked like this. Yeah, I wasn't gonna do the impression, yeah. but uh, I w- this was my, this was my first audition. Uh, I, I was prepared. I was I was I was a studious, uh, if not talented, at least studious. And <laughs> I I showed up. Um, let's say my my audition time on my paper it said like nine ten a.m. And I showed up at at you know at like eight thirty. And Bubba comes out of the the uh-huh. audition room and says, uh, uh, "Gianmarco, Gianmarco, are you Gianmarco?" You're supposed to be here at eight ten, and I was like, "Oh, uh, uh, my, my 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 paper says nine ten. He was like, "Just come in," <gasps> and I was like, "And oh. I was like, well, might as well go home at this point." Oh, oh my god! And it was de- it was a it was a devastating start to that like cycle. Sure, you know sure. it's so I mean, psychosis. Yeah, you you fly there. My step. What do you do? What do you what to sing? You sing a couple songs. I think I did. A songs, yeah. I did Joey, Joey, Joey from uh, uh, the what is it called? The most happy fella. The uh, most happy fella. Most happy fella. Yeah. And uh, I was doing like big baritone songs, uh-huh. and then some like the monologue from the goat of like the kid, the gay kid confronting his father about fucking a goat and it's really a metaphor about it being accepted as being gay and it all, wow. it all, you know, what are you going to do? It was a very compelling monologue. But uh started off terribly. Oh. CCM was known, at least what they told us when I was a cherub at Northwestern in the musical theater camps. Like CCM, they said, they, they said, Oh, they're a they're a factory there. Oh my god! They, they was, prepare kids for the ensemble. Yes. They prepare the perfect ensemble members. And as like a fucking high school, you're like, oh well, then, then that's the bottom of the list. God, because forbid. I'm a principal. Because I'm a principal. <laughs> god damn it! You know, it's a musical theater factory. You like walk in there. Four years later, you walk out. You go on onto showcase, and then people just start booking shows left and right. And then you're like, well, I, it's been two years, and I haven't booked a show. Like it's crazy but yeah. it, it is 1000 percent a musical theater factory and it was it was tough when i went there i have to say i think it's softened but like when i was there there was i don't know if northwestern had this but it was a cut program meaning well i just i did a summer camp at northwestern i went to university oh. of miami for college for musical oh theater. oh nice no terrible terrible <laughs> i wish i'd gone to ccm no, uh, we had to we had to re-audition. We had to re-audition every six every months. Every six months? For the first two years to be in the program. But here's my question, because what there were a happened? couple programs that would do that. And when I was younger, I was like, that was horrifying. But I, I like, worked a true testament of how good you are in musical theater. If you worked really Someone's hard. Here. Someone knocked on the door. It's okay. You want to get it? I'm just going to ignore okay. It could have been the other door. Okay. Great. <laughs> Great. Uh, if you were a hard worker and did all your work, who is it? What? Oh, sorry. I think you have the wrong door. Okay, we're sorry. We're recording a podcast right now. Uh, can you come back later? It's important. It's it's okay. <laughs> Not as important as we have uh, Marla Mandel. Have you seen Titanic? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm stressed. Out. Do we have to evacuate? No, we don't have to evacuate. If if it was an evacuation, does I he knock on the door a lot? No, never. John Marco, it it's seems fine. like it could be it's real. Fine. It's fine. I'm so stressed. Do you want me to ask to ask him what's happening? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just here. I'm sorry. This is my first experience. Wow. Uh, that would be the a whole building if explodes. every single episode we had. <laughs> oh, well, there's not. a gas leak. <laughs> there's not a gas leak. Fire. Okay. Um, oh God, what was I even saying? CCM audition Cut program. Oh, cut, cut every oh, yeah six months. Month. If you were, if you actually did the work. Would they cut you because yes. you were not talented yes. enough? 
Yes. That's Isn't that tough. crazy? You could do the work. That's their fault for letting you is in, there, though. That's there, the problem. Is there I a percentage? Or no? It's just like based no. on their gut instinct of like who's going like to make gut, it. Yeah, it was gut instinct. Yeah. And it was crazy. And at the time, we were all just like, oh, well, yeah, you could just pay, you know, $30,000. <laughs> or your parents pay $30,000 or however much the tuition was. And you can still not be guaranteed to get a musical theater education. So, like, it made, it made in a way, it, in a really, really sick way, it made you so prepared for what the business actually was of just being like constantly rejected. It like it gave you a super, super thick skin and made you unbelievably resilient, which I attribute to like honestly staying in this business for 20 years and not shooting myself in the face yeah. <laughs> from all the rejection that I faced. Did anyone ever get cut that was your good friend? Yes. One of my best friends got cut his his freshman year. And it's hard. You like build because it's like it's a factory, but it's also just like high stakes, low stakes. Yeah. Like who's gonna get cast? You know what I mean? And it's like and it's drama school, so it's filled yeah. with drama. So you are literally in like musical theater, we war trenches. We called it gay sleepaway camp for a reason. It's like you were just like with all your gay best friends in like gay prison, gay musical theater prison. And like you just have to forge alliances. <laughs> In order to survive, you, you as you speak of it, it seems that that there's a fondness. I mean, you 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 loved it. <laughs> I, you're, you're speaking of it well, and my question is like, are you speaking of it well because you made it through? I made like, it through. It, uh, listen, it was very very hard. My and and to be completely frank, and I think my my teachers would probably say the same thing. I w people were hard on me. People were very very hard on me. So again, it just like built that wall up, and it and it made me say to myself, you know what? I'm gonna go out there, and every single teacher who I've ever worked with can tell me that I'm not good enough, or I'm not gonna make it, or I'm gonna it's gonna I'm gonna have to wait 20 years. I'm going to make it, and I will prove to every single last one of you. And that's the mentality I had going into auditioning in New York. And I I, I truly think, in a sick way, it really really helped me. I I have such. I have such such mixed feelings about going to college for theater at this point. Me too. Also, a four year program. Oh, insane! There, I think I have a twofold. There's one part where I go like, you know what? The cutting thing is good because I can think of people who I went to college with in musical theater where I'm like, you're not going to do this professionally. Right. You'll never do this professionally. Yeah. You don't want it. You don't have it. I don't know how you got in. Uh, uh, you know the the the, the whole uh, system of auditioning—it's crazy. It's such a brief moment it's in time, so crazy. and we had yeah. like one teacher who let in every person they let in had happen to have big tits, and a lot of them it was like uh, <laughs> that's not enough. A lot of people in New York have big tits. Yeah, but but <laughs> so there's a part of me that goes like good, and then there's another part of me that remembers my experience with Bubba or with a million other teachers, some smart, some not, some biased. That I go, who the fuck? One thousand. You so so. I feel so mixed, and the reason I like a two-year program is I'm like, you at least get the training. If you're stuck with someone bad, it's not four years. But also, like, four what years. did I do in four years? Like, yeah. we I took tap like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. We did like yeah. song song logs where we created monologues that went into songs. I, I no no English, no math, no science, no actual subjects whatsoever. It reminds me when I went to half Jewish school growing up and I learned the Torah for three hours and then I had to do like math like the last 45 minutes yeah. so I could like speak Torah and Hebrew but like not subtract it's the same way the same way learning Hebrew and learning IPA are the yeah, same yeah the exact same thing yeah. Yeah. I use neither same. I don't feel like I use anything though even that like even like when I went to like same. I went to like a liberal arts thing where I had to do all those things and I don't use any of that and then I got my MFA and 
you know, I don't know what I use there. So you're like, I don't know if I use anything. You know, you're like your talent. You just <laughs> just pure talent. Yeah, just pure talent. Just like no raw. One, no one could have talked me out of going to college for musical theater. Same. But I wish I could go back and like it just so much was a was a waste. There was so much like like learning IPA for a degree. Where for my my money, A, I'm not good with accents or voices. I have to learn it in a different way. Learning a new language. Hey. It's it's it was useless. IPA. I just remember that. I was like, why does he think? write I sentences? Remember, it. remember yeah. you remember like, you write yeah. sentences and be like, Again, figure it like out, write it. You know. And then some kid in class was like, I'm Irish now, and they don't know it at all. And it's yeah. like, well, they can yeah. do oh. it. Maybe I just will never do the Irish guy. Yeah. Maybe right. maybe some people don't get to do the characters. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow, you're really bringing it back. Wow. I mean, I'm I'm grateful because I at least utilized my degree. I went on to utilize my degree. I don't know. I don't think a single person from my class is is utilizing it or or everyone has transitioned into some into something else within the business. Yeah. But I mean we all did it at some point, but it's such a young industry too. It's yeah. like by like by 30, I was I had I was done with Broadway. I, I moved to Los Angeles. I was like I cannot do this anymore. This is crazy. What broke you? What broke me? <laughs> Many things broke me, but you know what? I I realized Broadway is the most special thing on the planet. Doing a show is is the most wonderful feeling in the world, but I had done and again I don't want to complain because it's a barometer of success. Wait, wait, but hold up. But this is what this podcast is for. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you have you to complain. You don't need to say that you're thankful. You can say if it's doing Sister Act for it's two all years implied. made you want to kill yourself. I, it's yeah. whatever you want to say. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, then, in that, if that's the case, no. Broadway is a shithole. Well, Could you imagine? And, and another thing. Ground. I'm going to talk about this producer and, and this person. <laughs> With this. Oh no, my god, that producer wait I I have to tell the story after this though oh, about no, a producer I ran into. Um say it. Uh, uh I'm not gonna say his name. Um but a producer that John Marco and I know. The probably, reason that we met producer. was a it was a show well, that we did. you're revealing too much information oh, now. Okay, okay. Anyways, <laughs> we anyways, it's a producer I we both know we I did a show for a year. Um, workshop to write it. Workshop to writing, had a credit. Um, uh, you know, he was in, somewhat involved in blah, blah, blah. In, in, in if it the ever gets sketch, revived, the whole cast gets a sketch cut of 1% group. of the income. We, he was a little involved in our sketch group forming, blah, blah, blah. No, haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> Saw him at the invited dress for, for Gutenberg. Um, said, hi, no fucking clue who I Stop am. Stop it. Stop not it. E and did not even pretend to know who I was. He gave me the most like, hey, dismissive thing and kept walking. And I was like, that's truly psychotic that to not even pretend. Because listen, I get it. You forget who people are, you, but you gotta fake it. You gotta at least be like, oh my God, how are you? It's been so long. One Do thousand anything percent. other than that. And he just had no fucking clue who I was. Anyways. Were you like, hey, I'm Russell. I wrote a show for you for a year. It you was <laughs> in, like, putting my sketch. I wrote together? a show. Oh my god, that's funny. I wrote a name, and um, but um, he. Uh, I think you should wear because in the show that we did, what what did your shirt say? Oh god, it said like something about chubby guys. It said chubby guys cuddle better. Yeah, or something. Oh my god. And I oh, said the, you need to I'm, see him again um, and wear. I'm gonna find it online and buy it for you. Chubby yeah. guys cuddle that's better. Funny. You remember, wear that shirt. Remember he had an idea. We, we were doing that with this one scene. He's like, how about? In this one part, you like you get flustered and you 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 drop something and then you show your whole ass crack to the audience, and I, I was like, that. "How about no? <laughs> not gonna do that." Yeah, that's not how you um, said it. You're like, oh, well, "I said maybe we can think about it," and then I just never tried it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, no, but he did not know who I was, that man. That is so wild. Um, so wild. And also, like, I was like, I'm, like, technically, like, I'm about to do a cameo in this show that you're a little tiny producer of. I don't know. I don't, don't want to say crazy. too much. That is crazy. I'm but sorry. But anyways, um, uh, very weird. What a weird thing. Very weird. It would weird. be great if you had that chubby guy's cuddle shirt underneath I know. your suit. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, Russell Daniels. You remember me? Yeah. Um, anyways. What would be funny um, is if I come by and he goes, John Marco. John Marco. Bubby, baby. <laughs> Um, uh, right. but we were saying, um, what, what, what broke what you? Broke yeah. I had done three shows back to back. I had done eight years of, of Broadway shows. What were they? Uh, it was South Pacific, Sister Act, and Cinderella. And Cinderella and Sister Act were in the exact same theater. So I'd spent like uh. over four years Oy. in the same theater. I had like a second home. Yeah. And they were both, they were all incredible shows. And they were all very long running, which is crazy. Yeah. South yeah. Pacific at Lincoln Center? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I did that for like a year and a half. I did Sister Act for nearly two years. And then I did Cinderella. I did like developmental and Cinderella for like almost two years. So, but I had done, you know, you know, doing eight shows a week with no holidays, with no time off. I just was like, there has to be more than this. And I was like an aspiring writer. And I was like, that's it. If I can just make it on Broadway, I'm going to go to LA and make it as a writer. Like, how hard could that be? Yeah. And then you go to Los Angeles and you think it's going to be so easy. And God is literally like, LOL. And he gives you the finger. And then you sit on your ass for like, well, I sat on my ass for literally eight years, just like not making it. So it was a very, very humbling experience. But when I came back to theater and started doing it, I was so grateful. And I had a newfound appreciation that I did not not before, which is great. Yeah. Which which of those, first of all, I did see, I saw that South Pacific. South Pacific, to me, it still is crazy. I think reviving that show in this day and age and still singing Younger Than Springtime is... is crazy? Is crazy. This is now is, 13, 14 years ago. Uh, yeah, I remember so seeing it. it's a different time. Yeah. It was, oh, such, it's, yeah. it was such a beautiful production. But even... but oh my but, God. but you know that song, right? No. Younger so Than Springtime, am I... And, and it it's mean? about yeah, a soldier. Where does it t- take place? It's in South Pacific. South Pacific. South Pacific. Yeah. He <laughs> finds he finds a local. Uh-huh. And the song is after they sleep together or they're about to sleep together. She's younger than springtime. she's younger than springtime. Yeah. That's young. The whole and the whole song is like the whole song is you're so young. Oh my god. Oh god, I love how young you are. <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. I never thought about that. I was like, oh, that's so pretty. Oh, oh, all those and I we we talked. You're we like had, a baby. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, we had Josh Henry on, and I said I the the he did a carousel. Right. And right. I said like I I did. Like that, they took out the part where uh, the little girl says, "Mama, can a man ever hit you yeah, and it yeah. feels like a kiss?" And she goes, "Like, yes, honey." And there's a degree of like, then don't revive it, then write a new piece. Right, 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 right. right. Don't don't excise it because right. you're like, you're literally like, it, to me, it's it's uh, it's like a, the, what they do it's with history part- books. It's like you either talk about history as it was, right. yeah. or you're lying about what it was. Yeah. Correct. So, yeah, which show was. Was there any show? See, what I can't imagine is doing the same. The most I ever did a show was six weeks. I think the show that I wrote that I was in was like a month, eight shows a week. And I was going crazy. Me too. I was going crazy. He knows this. I suffer from what you ta- every episode he talked about. We had, had a segment <laughs> sure, called the Marla. He was like, "Oh my God!" Everyone had to talk Marla off a ledge today. I I go crazy. I go crazy. I start I start 
believing that I can't sing the notes anymore or say the words anymore. So then I start, it's psychosomatic, then I can't actually sing. I start some stumbling over words. I like start shaking. It's it's very, very bad. So it started during Sistract and it was actually, I mean, I mean, this is a real, tr one of the real truths is that I, I started suffering so much stage fright from Sistract that I was like, maybe it'll go away if I just leave the business. And then I came back. <laughs> still there tell me was it was it one day you felt it new like what does it mean it was i was we were doing it was one of those 10 show weeks during thanksgiving and i was singing i have a i had a huge solo in sister act i had the 11 o'clock number and i'm supposed to sing like this big note and i just crack i'm exhausted and i crack and it was so humiliating and embarrassing that literally since that day, I could just like never sing it as well. What kind of crap? A a into head voice or a it like wavering? A, ah! It was like that. It was like a oh. bad bad crack. Sorry, I, I tried. No no it no. Out. Yeah. But but then I just couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't sing it as well. And then I and then in, in Cinderella, I was like, great, I have no singing. This is this will be great. But I had a huge monologue. And there was one day on stage where I couldn't get out the word rewrite. So I was like re -re -re on stage in front of an audience. I just like had a stroke. Like that, like that news anchor that was like, yeah. Steve Carell in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did a comedy club where they like played that, like leading up to the show. Some comedy clubs show clips from movies. And oh so God. every night I had to hear the fucking Steve Carell. <laughs> it, it was funnier than anything that was about to happen on that stage. But you, it was, how long are we talking? Like if we're like. This is 14 years ago. But I mean, like how long were you going? Re oh, for like five seconds. Could not get the word out. Like the, you, the whole audience was going. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like the cast members backstage were like, whoa, Marla, you okay there? Yeah. What, uh, what happened? You, what want, happened? you know what's funny about this is in our heads and also people around us will be like, no one remembers that, blah, blah, blah. But then I go back to when I saw Into the Woods Revival when I was in eighth grade, <laughs> Jack's mother, something happened to her. And <laughs> it's all I can ever think about on stage. Oh, my God, what I happened? She was just like... Um, she so it's the part where she's talking about Milky White and she's like she goes she goes Jack 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 like no words it was all gibberish yeah. and I watched her I watched those words leave yeah she, she did Jack 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 and then she goes and her eyes yeah. just trying to find yeah but like and um. I will remember that forever. I remember thinking like this is so embarrassing, is for, so her. embarrassing for her. And I remember it still. Yeah. So So imagine all the people that saw Cinderella that day. <laughs> that were like, God, that so girl Marla. People is are like, people are like, people won't remember, and you're like, they will. No, they will. They will. Yeah. They will remember. <laughs> um but but you though, sometimes uh, just now knowing that and when you would sometimes feel like something happened at Titanic, it was it was most of the time, I would not even know what you were talking about. No, no, I like, know. Where I know. It would not be like this severe crack thing or, you know. Yeah, so I, I had a couple moments. I had a couple moments for sure. There was one time where I forgot the words to Because You Loved Me, and then I thought that my life was ending. Uh -huh. But I was actually appeased to know that the current Celine forgot the same exact words uh -huh. in the same place. See. And so I'm like, okay, so it's not just me. Those words are batshit crazy. They're hard. Yeah. That was the only thing where I thought I was losing my mind and my life. And, and Titanic, we built Titanic in a way so that if something is crazy going on for me in my life like with my <laughs> with my mental illness journey yeah. that like I can do or say anything and still I would still get really really in my head which is crazy but, and this was like new, like it was a new thing this was later in your career that's something mm -hmm. new 
I know. Did you did you go to therapy? Did you I went I've gone, I have done everything. I have done everything. I went to um like a an EMDR. I've did EMDR. What's EMDR? I, oh it's like a it's like a certain kind of um performance based trauma therapy. Uh-huh. Where like you have to like follow a light with your eyes, which is supposed to like reprogram your brain. I did that. I went to normal therapy, journaled, meditated, beta blockers. I do it all. And everything leads me to believe that I am just too insane for this business. And at some point, sure. I just got to like bow out and just become a writer. But now Titanic has happened and now, you know, it's on this incredible trajectory. So I'm going to have to do it and figure out a way to get through it. When you when you were writing, other than the struggle of getting work, were you I mean, you're you're a, you're a theater kid. You're a theater. Were, were you going crazy? Did you miss the the spotlight, the adrenaline, the release, I the did. thrill? That's the weird thing about it. Is yeah. like it, it's such a it, it's like extreme highs and extreme lows. Somebody explained it to me as like it's like heroin, in a weird way. Like the, oh, the, of the high that you get from performing and the validation yeah. is unlike anything that you'll ever experience. And then you go to sleep and you're so exhausted and your I was I'm in my bed like a vampire until the show begins again, crashing. And so it's just like this constant high and low. So when I was in Los Angeles I was writing a ton and I wasn't selling anything and I was just pitching and just hemorrhaging money and so I was working at this dinner theater in Los Angeles that would do kind of like these little shows or little reviews or like half comedy club half kind of um, musical theater movie to musical parodies and that Mm. that's what really kind of saved me Uh, because other than that I I lost everything and like was just so (laughs) so wildly unsuccessful in Los Angeles until Titanic started happening, which is truly crazy. I think it's just wild that you left the theater when you had a full career. I mean, just to go to writing, which is just such a different beast. I just thought that the thing about theater is that you don't have a tremendous, unless you write it yourself, I always felt like, will I always be a cog in somebody else's wheel? I'm so desperate to create myself. I'm so desperate to be a writer. Will I always just be in somebody else's thing when I really, really, really want to be in my own? And so that's and I and I just thought that writing seemed like more glamorous, but it's actually even I mean, you probably know it's even harder than being an actor because you just have these like inceptions and these babies that are never sold and they never come to fruition. I mean, that's why I mean, stand up. There's so many ways where stand up. It's like it solved all those problems. Like, I think I started doing I was doing more theater and I was in some bad shows and I was in like a long run of a bad play. And I was like, this is here in New York, here in New York. And then I was like, this is hell on earth. Like being in a play that like every time it starts, you're like, well, it's not going to go well because it's not good. <laughs> and every night you're restarting it and the audience comes with anticipation. You're like, well, nothing's different from last night. It's yeah. going to be bad still. Yeah. And then, and then I finally wrote my own thing. And then even that, it had flaws. And it, it hit the point of tech where we couldn't change anything anymore. Mm. And even that was driving me nuts. And the second act was weaker. And it was the same feeling of like, First act's going great, and I'm like, and I know where this is going. <laughs> Some weak scenes coming up. And and stand-up is like, I get to change it whenever I want. I don't have to get anyone's approval. And I get to write and literally say it that night. And, yeah. of course, it has limitations and whatnot. But it is like it solved, it solved everything that I ended up hating about theater. So when yeah. I hear of people doing, I mean, even Russell's run in Titanic, it was so long. And I was just like, I know, I can't so, believe you did it. So hard. <laughs> To I, do a long run. I, I, I do think that, like, you know, it is because I, I, that was my first time doing a show that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and to now be in another thing, 
I, it is crazy the people that do did Phantom of the Opera for like 30 years. I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know how you can do eight shows a week and 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 for that long and stay sane because there are there's just a point where you're like I need more than one day. Yeah. I need more than one day. I need two days. I, I need, you know, I need to be able to in my mind be like I'm not going to do it in next week for a little bit. Like right. there's just no freedom like that in built into this world. So it it I it I'm having a great time right now, but it is hard to imagine like just doing that always. The fact that you did it for 8 years is wild but 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 we only did it you know for a week here and there or a performance here and there we had worked on it for eight years no no i meant like i meant like oh, oh, when you were oh, doing sorry. your run of broadway show right, you know right. what i mean like yes yeah I, but it is interesting because then you because i was so ready to 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 be to have some time away from titanic and right. be done i know i i was so ready and then and then immediately you're like seeing posts and yeah, you're like it's such fun and you're like you were like, oh, well, like, you, you do miss out on that thing. It is like a drop, you know. Yeah. It, those crowds are great. The show's so fun. You immediately start having FOMO about oh, it. Oh, immediately. You no. Know? Oh, the same, the same. But. Um, so let's, let's, go, let's go back a little. Where, where were you born? Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Okay. Home of the Bucks County Playhouse. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and your, what level did your dad compose at? Like, how, how far did he go he he uh, had a couple shows off Broadway. He's had tons tons of regional shows. He he's always been like this close to getting something on Broadway. So uh, for as long as I've been born, this man has had his fingers on a piano. And so and when my mom was pregnant with me, she was listening to to Broadway shows. So I quite literally popped out of the womb, being like, with like razzle dazzle jazz hands, being like, uh, this is all I'm gonna do. I'm never gonna do anything but musical theater. Yeah. And so my whole family is just like wildly invested in musical theater. Like oh, like a family that's has like sports kids. Like he raised well, except for our youngest, but he raised a, a family like very very hardcore into musical theater. Like he knows Broadway shows like baseball cards. Yeah. It's wow. Crazy. And what's what was the most successful show? What was the furthest? He had a show um, called New Yorkers, which was off Broadway. He had a show called Once Upon a Time in New Jersey. He had uh, the Honeymooners at Paper Mill uh, oh, Playhouse wow. a couple years oh, ago. Wow. Um, yeah, he's he's always he's always had like he's always had something. Um, and did you ever like sing one of his songs? In oh my god, I sang everything. Yeah. I sang everything. And but then I but then I was like, I don't want to do that because I I didn't want to be like a nepo baby at the time. <laughs> before nepo before babies, nepo were, babies a thing. were a thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But wow. I knew even like uh, twenty years ago, I was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But but in the beginning, I sang everything, and he was my greatest. To me, he was my song time, and he still is. You know, because he's still composing. Is he doing lyrics too, or he has a, a partner? He had multiple partners, but um, but in, when he first started, he was just doing lyrics. He was in like the BMI and ASCAP workshops, and sure. I'm sorry, he was doing music and lyrics. And then he he um was delegated to just composer, and now he's like doing both again. And so he's been creating shows, and I have seen the process of creating shows through him all of my wow. life. Is and I was like, it's crazy. I never want to do that. And then of course I want to do it too. <laughs> Is he content? With his career, did he ever go through, like, obviously, like, did he, was he dying to get to Broadway? Dying to get to Broadway. And it was heartbreak every time it didn't, or? It's the same thing of, like, you know, like, not selling a TV show or something like that. Yeah, You always want, you always have that goal in your mind. So, yes, I think that his dream would ultimately to be a, to get a Broadway show up there. But he still, he has multiple projects, and I do believe that one day it will happen. 
I mean, I'm kind of the same way now. Like, yeah. I got bit by the bug. I don't know why Broadway is, like, the pinnacle of, like, success. Because there are so many other forms of success. Sure. But we but just get, like, yeah. things in our brain, of you know? Of course. I have the yeah. comedy friends who still want to do Saturday Night Live. Right, exactly. It's like, <laughs> you don't even like it. Uh, uh, hopefully next year, also, you got it. Um, uh, do you think it's surreal for your dad to watch you yes my dad believes he's celine dion based on his facebook posts which are like all far left memes and like titanic reviews wait how how <laughs> bad how bad are these far left memes well like? he's gotten he got out of that phase he got uh-huh. out of that phase we were like dad it's like you gotta you gotta like, stop getting in fights just yeah. just stop posting yeah 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 just like like trump's a dumb dumb well, I, yeah, like stuff, like stuff akin to that, and then, yeah. and then, like, hey, check out this amazing Titanic review. Mm. And so, I mean, it's it's very, so very sweet. sweet. I think that he's living vicariously. I mean, he'll he'll even admit this that he's living vicariously through through the success and the phenomenon that that is Titanic. And I mean, as somebody who has composed multiple shows, he he knows better than everyone that what we have created together is is virtually in an off Broadway space completely unheard of I mean, there have been a couple for sure like fantastics like um little shop of horrors but but what we have done running a show even a year off broadway is, sure is yeah. is mind-blowing yeah is mind-blowing so he he makes me feel very grateful and he you know puts things in perspective to me all the time about how massive this is yeah. Did he make an okay living? Did he have to do side hustles, or is he making he, music for other things? No, he had to have side hustles. Yeah. He he worked for uh, Merrill Lynch for quite some time, and then uh. he became kind of like a therapist for financial teams. Really? So, yeah, randomly. And then he got my middle sister, Lisa, who had left musical theater at, in a job at Merrill Lynch where she is now a financial advisor. So there's like this random other side. He was a therapist for, for years, and that's how he made his living. And then he was like writing um, speeches for people at Merrill Lynch and then became like this kind of therapist which I don't have any of those skills (laughs) and had I not gone to a BFA program maybe I would sure I'm Uh, really screwed (laughs) yeah and you're this you an older sister I'm the oldest you're the oldest I have two younger sisters did they both do theater my middle sister Lisa did we went to the same college and then Olivia is the black sheep and she wanted absolutely nothing to do with it and I do not blame her I can imagine if my two older sisters were doing it I'd be like yeah 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 yeah. were you and your sister competitive or was it no 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 no, it was always sweet it was always like it was always sweet and friendly Lisa we went to the same college Uh talk about like different experiences Lisa was cast in everything she got everything i got were you there at the same time we were there for one year she's three and a half years younger did she have like a little extra clout because her older sister was better yeah i mean i mean i imagine Uh, you're a freshman the senior i think so yeah 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 yeah. i think she did for sure but and we lived together so we we had a great relationship but she was cast in everything i was cast in nothing and then like we and then we switched when we got to new york she she actually had a fair amount of success but she was like i cannot do this anymore it's just too hard yeah and yeah. then she yeah transitioned. sometimes you can't tell who's gonna who's not gonna be able to do it and, and it's so weird too how like colleges have like their idea of who they think are going to be successful like i don't know who the the creme de la creme was at your college or somebody that you all thought was like this person is going to go out and like book broadway immediately yeah yeah, yeah. and then yeah. that person is now like living i don't know in sonoma or something like that yeah, you just have no idea. Yeah. I I also think my my also f- other philosophy is if it's going to be a four year program, you got to be like in the heart of. You have to be in New York yeah. or a place of theater, so you can at least understand what the world is. I think the problem yeah. with college is like the greatest singer at my college is a fine singer in New York. I went to, and I'm so glad I did it. 
but everyone should do it. I did a summer uh, here in New York in college, and I went to a non-equity Phantom of the Opera uh, chorus call. And, Where? Uh, like, uh, like at the Equity Center. How like could, I waited a, a, in a oh, non-equity for, line for see, a chorus. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 and, yeah. And it was, it was, and the walls were paper thin, and yeah. you were doing eight bars. Yeah. And just yeah. hearing what the not the quality of some of the non-equity singers was like, oh shit, what the fuck? I'm yeah. there's no way I'm getting through this way. It just yeah. made you real, and it also made you realize like, oh, I had to come here at seven a.m. to sign up for the line for later. You can't grasp it. How? No. I, Instead, they get an old guy who comes in and he goes, "Kids, if you can do anything else, do it." And every yeah, guy, yeah. every kid goes, not "Yeah, right. Me, yeah, not, not me. me. I'm the one." Yeah, yeah. And it's not enough. It's I, not enough. He needs to. He needs to like. He needs to take you to his to his apartment where he still has roommates. Yeah, <laughs> I remember doing one of those in Ripley Greer, in like oh early God. days of New York. You know, waiting for hours in those halls, and I when I walked in, the casting director was making fun of my head. <gasps> When I walked Puzzle. in, I saw her. She was just like, oh. And then she, we caught eyes, and she was like, <laughs> put it down like she wasn't doing it. But I, we all knew. What was your headshot like? I don't remember. You know, it was like, this is 12, 13 years ago. But it was like, it was just like, uh, the, the, you know, it was so clear what she was doing. And But you're like, I just waited six hours to yeah. walk into this room. And that is what you're being... It's like that, that guy that where the, the cast director was making fun of his uh, apartment in Los oh, Angeles yeah. on Zoom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my now God. He's a, now he's in everything. Now he's in everything. There, were, there was a casting director that got fired. I think it was a Telsey person. Yes. I know you guys have to be careful, but I can talk shit. I... Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't First know if all, I know this. I got a master class by that one Telsey guy who was fired for soliciting. Like, oh, that's the uh, one I thought you were thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a master class from him <laughs> once. He didn't ask me for anything. And uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, there was some cast director who was live tweeting like. I, I, I do know. Oh, sure I don't think that was Telsey. I did, I did hear about that. That was like a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, that's not that's not cool because of the power balance. But there's a lot of funny things that happen in an audition during a full day. Yeah. And it would make oh, a yeah. great Twitter feed. You could make a fake one yeah you could do a fake feed and it would be fun yeah oh what a nightmare theater it's so is. weird it's so interesting now being on the other side and having to watch all these people audition actually you realize oh, it's like yeah. everyone is so insanely talented now that like even like even i i am like oh my god i don't think at this level i could still make it compared to these the quality of people coming in everyone is talented it's been like great for me to like get out of my head and be like, oh, there's literally no rhyme or reason as to who gets hired for anything. It's actually like a miracle if you do get hired because there are so many factors and everyone is just like insanely talented at this point. Yeah. Guys, I, 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 I said this on another uh, episode, but, but I, saw, I saw a musical recently. I won't say it only to make this point. I feel like because there's so many musical theater programs that I saw a musical recently where everyone was so polished and mm. so perfect. And I think about listening to some of the original off-Broadway cast albums of Little Shop of Horrors where one person was like a cabaret singer randomly and one person wasn't even a singer. And it had such raw heart to it. I think about, like, for me, if I were to hear anyone sing a musical theater song, it'd be Michael Rupert. Falsettos is my favorite show. Oh, really? And like Michael Rupert, to me, he's not a perfect singer. Or I think about like what what would some old old fashioned like 
Bernadette Peters, if she oh, had yeah. gone through a traditional musical theater program, might not have that little thing. That or Mandy so Patinkin, special. they would have yeah. worked it out of him. And I feel like in the pursuit of, in the, the commodification or the ac academic nature of that, it's, it's made everything so glossy. And yeah. it makes sense why. But I remember, I saw Parade, and there was uh, ben, uh, ben Platt. Mm -hmm. He was great. But there was one point where he he's like in a dream sequence and he becomes a dancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way that his body immediately became like balletic as opposed to a non-dancer doing that, I felt yeah. it. And I felt it took away from it. I think there is something where where the perfection of, of musical theater, and also you have to to pursue it now, especially singing-wise, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. I saw Titanic and I thought, I thought, God, this is this is in the singing is insane. <laughs> it's actually psychotic. Yeah, it's crazy. It's out of this world. It's it's something that when I think about when I wanted to do this, I I was like, my body at my best couldn't do this once, let alone eight times a week. I don't I don't know what my point is other than like I think like Broadway. <laughs> I just feel like this is more like a a a a, a way I, that of of musical theater majors and there's more and more there's more and more colleges offering this. It's it's done something to Broadway. It's, it's yeah. It, I mean, yeah. everyone kind of sounds the same. Everyone sounds like auto tune now. There's no like distinct. There's I, I see what you're saying. There's just no authenticity, or there's not yeah. as much authenticity. And those voices that you talk about are just so unique. Yeah. And in this day and age, they might not have been viewed as as how incredible and wonderful they all are. So yeah. I, I, I understand that. And I that's think, what I see when yeah, I walk into the room. But I think with Russell and Titan, there, there's a degree where I think, Russell, uh, that you pop in a certain way because you come from a different 1, world sometimes. Percent. And it's like, it's just a different flavor that feels so refreshing. It's oh just like God. it. It's, yeah, I, I, think, I think it's too. The, no one sees you move and thinks, that's a dancer <laughs> right there. <laughs> Uh, um, I love watching that. Of course, but I think, there's a reason. But there's something, but I'm saying, and it's not a diss. It, it no. really is like, it's funny. Yeah. And it's it's like authentic <laughs> as opposed to, oh, this is one of 100 people at a Broadway dance yeah. center has been doing this every week. Yeah. He was he was one of the real good fat dancers in Fat Camp, the musical. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes, I remember. Um, fat Camp. Um... Gigantic. Uh, it was called Gigantic later, right? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They changed. Oh, I went to one call and somehow something got screwed up and it was only three fatties and then all the, the cheerleader, the like oh, great. and and so I was just like sitting in this room and you'd hear like every skinny person going and be like, What are you here for today? Fat camp <laughs> I'll laugh. And it was like and it was like, um and then we were doing it was the dance call and it was insane. Oh Jesus. And and so all the cheerleaders are doing yeah. They're acrobats. They're yeah, like yeah. doing flips, and they had each of us show a special skill, and it was a nightmare. What it was, was a nightmare. It's, 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 uh, I did a joke. I, 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 I. Their other fat guy who was like forty-five at the time. I was like, "This, how was he's way too old?" But he could flip and stuff, and he did. He did like flips, and and then they were like Russell, and I jokingly said, uh, "Slow motion somersault," and then they go, "Go ahead," <laughs> and I was like, "No, I like don't have a special skill." Do you know what I mean? Like, do it. No. No, and no one laughed at the joke, and no one, and I just said no, and then I didn't do a special skill. I just uh, it was awful. Oh my Anyways, God. Um, well, for long-time listeners, say, I hope you enjoyed that story a second time. <laughs> uh, um, but wait, uh, I had a question, or I had something to say about the polish thing. I also think it is the, in general, the kind of shows too, because you have a lot of the same type of shows that almost require that polish. If you're going to be hearing like. The score for like 
and Juliet or something like that. You're not going to like it doesn't it doesn't offer up a lot of like weird 1970s Sweeney Todd voices being like, you know yeah. what I mean? Correct, like correct. like so I also feel like there's a lot of the content it is not as much of an opportunity for like weird character things. Right, 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 right. Does that make sense? Patty LuPone would be weird in Titanic. It would I be a strange. She I'm sure you would. Oh my god, Patty she... LuPone for Celine Dion, <laughs> 2024. Did she like the joke about her? Have you ever seen her? I don't she, think she hasn't come yet. Come see the show. She must which have is heard crazy. about her, right? Yes. Yeah. If if I, I, I can't imagine that and that every single gay man that has seen the show has not gone directly yeah. to her to be like, you should see this because you are directly in it multiple yeah. times you have a huge feature yeah um but she hasn't come unfortunately but i don't know because she's still not she's really not equity they just make I, an exception I, every time she does a show no she's not doing she hasn't done a show she's not since. doing i think she said that she's not doing theater anymore yeah which honestly go off yeah go off patty lapone yeah also they'll let her right back in when she wants to do you know yeah, what i mean oh of course They're, equity's not gonna like, be like okay she says, yeah, i'll do this one people here today <laughs> Jesus Christ, I've never heard of yeah. um, uh, Before we go into our next segment, I do I do want to ask the story. I know it's uh Uh-oh. it's it, it would it would be certainly there there's something so whenever I have on a guest who who might be queer, I don't want to just be like, how did you come out? However, you wanna know? Your story, I know You do? I again yeah, I listened to this. I don't know who I told this story to. Maybe everyone, probably everyone. Yeah, probably it's everyone. Wild. If I if this was my story, I'd be telling everybody. Uh, I don't know if I know it. So, so how did how did you come out? How did it come to be? Oh my god! Okay, so I was dating a girl my senior year of high school, and it was very very secret because I was also like kind of like uh, high school. I mean, like we're all just fucking around in high school. I was kind of just a slut, and so I had boyfriend. I had so many boyfriends. I had so much game in high school for looking like a forty year old woman with eyebrows that started <laughs> right here. But that's besides the point. And just like hooking, like did you have like a boyfriend that you said I love you and you like? No, but I was always like I was I was dating them as if I was murdering them for their life insurance policies. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I, but I was in a secret relationship with this girl, and we were writing love notes to each other back and forth. And this is during the Music Man rehearsal. <sighs> I dropped one of the love notes my theater rival named Ariel not Ariel she was always like it's Ariel she picked up the love note she read it she started spreading it around to the school by the next day it had gone around the school my girlfriend at the time who was a little bit at this time like just like she was really on one so and she was really really pissed about it so she goes up to Ariel and her sidekick her name was Kate she goes up to Kate and she was like hey Kate come here she was like what were you saying about me And before Kate could say anything, my girlfriend at the time punched her in the face. (laughs) She then, she's in the chorus of Music Man. I'm Marion the Librarian. (laughs) I'm so, so scared at this point that my parents are going to find out uh, uh, for some reason, like the theater instructor is going to tell them that then I had to like come out to my parents who actively did not believe me because I had dated so many guys. So they just didn't think that I was in a relationship. They didn't think it was real. And what did they say? They, they what did they thought think it was a goof? The, like what you a were funny, you're, dr- or you're dramatic. They just did not. They just did. They thought it was a phase. They yeah. thought it was a phase. Yeah. 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 And then your I dad, to, your dad's a man of the theater. He I know my dad is gayer than me. Yeah. I, I was so <laughs> shocked. I was shocked. It was um, the only time in my life that, like, I didn't feel like my family and I were, like, aligned. But it was also, like, this is, like, now 20 years ago. And so, like, 
they had never seen me express any feelings towards women at all. And I, yeah. and I didn't really. It was just like this one thing that, that kind of happened. So, but it was such a kind of scary coming out story because I felt like I could not do it. I felt like I was forced to do it. And so it took my, it took my, my family like maybe six months to really accept it. Uh -huh. And once they did, we were completely fine. But, but I... It took me a while. And then, of course, I went off to college and then kind of, like, went back in the closet. And, like, up until, like, you know, 24, I was, like, screwing around. And, you know, I just feel like just finding myself. Mm -hmm. but, I, but I felt like at the time, <laughs> at the time, I had to kind of commit to, I had to commit to the bit, as they say in improv. Yeah, had yeah. Had to commit to it. But um, isn't when that she, crazy? When she punched her, were you like, yeah. Oh, my God. In my head, I was like, yeah, but I was also, I was mortified. It's going to make mortified. it worse. Like, yeah. the, the, like I thought it was going to make it worse. And yeah. then, like, and also, this is now 20 years ago. You know, now, there was no such thing as non-binary. There was no such thing as, like, like real acceptance. It, and, and this is, like, in the middle of, like, a, a purple state, you know, in Pennsylvania. So I was really, really scared that yeah. we were going to be bullied, you know? And we were a little bit online because it was right when I'm am dating myself Jesus, but it's right when AOL Instant Messenger came out. So oh, I would yeah. get like I would get bullying messages from people I didn't know on you, AOL in the high school. They were they were finding you on AIM. Yeah, on AIM. What would, what would they What would they say? I don't remember, but I think it was something. Sorry, it's derogatory. There was something definitely about like the word dyke was in there, and so Russell says it every episode. Okay. <laughs> Okay, good. I wasn't sure, um, but yeah, but but it was that was probably like the scariest time of of my life, and it was the only time where I thought that my family would understand me, and they didn't. And they they feel now. I mean, we laugh about it all the time, but they feel so so guilty. Yeah. At the time they weren't like, oh my god, this is okay. Let's figure this out. At the time, they just didn't understand it. Yeah. Isn't that a crazy story? That is crazy. I was thinking about doing it in improv once for Titanic, and I was like, no, it's kind of dark. It is kind of dark. Uh, also, because you're like. But uh, you could do it. I could do it you, in a funny you, way. You would do it in a funny yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, yeah. you, you, you'd frame it funny. Yeah. I always wonder. I know my mom would be totally chill if I had come out. I don't know how my dad, I have no idea how my father would react. What Are you Jewish? Yes. Okay, okay. I thought you were about to say bye. No. <laughs> what are you? Uh, are you the Jewish? Yeah. Okay, no, Jewish. me too. And my dad, my dad's, my dad's like, he's feminine in certain ways too, in the way that I am. He moves very femininely. I don't know. I, uh. Well, this is this is a big question, but uh -oh. why do you think the theater is such a home for for being gay, for queer people? I I had my I remember I had a, I had a friend who came out in college, and he he always said that theater it was like the one it, it was like an early place where one could express. Or I was just gonna say that. Uh huh. Yeah, it's all about expression. You can just express yourself, and you can express it actually through a veil of a different character. Which is like kind of weird and meta, but like it's almost like you have armor yeah. while you're expressing yourself, and you get to do something like singing and dancing, which is just kind of, I guess, in, in inherently artistic and feminine and and wonderful. But yeah, I mean, I, I would have to agree with your friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think part of this, Russell, my friendship in general, we're we're just like gay. We're gay. We're gay. <laughs> we're gay. <laughs> That would be the beautiful end of the podcast. Yeah. If finally said, you know what, I would love that. We're literally doing on the Patreon uh, yeah. questions to fall in love we to. We are, yeah. So like, but like, there's just, yeah, it's just, uh, it's interesting to be a straight person in that space growing up. I mean, uh, going to musical theater camp, I've talked about it plenty, but but it was just like. You must have been dating every single girl because you were th one of the only straight people. No, not really. It was just so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I was just. I. I it, honestly, it was it was more like you, it was so like frustrating. All the women that like 
they kind of liked me, but they went with the guy who, in a couple years, would come out of the closet. Love it. And I it think, just I like, think... I wish I could go back, run to summer camp, and be like, he's gay, though. He's gay. Make out with him. Make out with him. All right, bye. I'm going to go. I think you would have done better. I, my I guess. Okay. I, I did my better guess, than I would have in regular life. My guess is that you were maybe too focused on the craft and, like, <laughs> and like too focused on, like, on like being good at musical theater oh to like God. really like be open really to that. Straight. Yeah, you're really Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that how, would make can sense. I ask how I don't know how you two met. Was it doing It was the show. Oh, it was uh, the show that you wrote uh, for the guy that did not recognize <laughs> you. Oh that God, doesn't so know cool who we are. Now. Um yeah, so we uh yeah, we met doing this improv based show and uh we did that for like a year and then we f- formed the sketch group with these other people and uh and that's uncle function right yes. okay yes yeah. amazing and um yeah that's how we met wow yeah. 2015 oh wow that's actually re- kind not, of recent not, yeah not, that's not too long ago i thought years ago. for whatever reason you went way no back. 2015 yeah. yeah yeah he was playing like um like Giovanni, Giovanni, Giovanni V. Giovanni. So Italian, they had to name him twice. Yeah, he was like a Jersey Shore character. This, this oh, was it. not theater. This was an abomination. This was not theater. You're an Italian Jew. So am I. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, twist. But yeah. What, do you say matzo pizza, pizza bagel? What do you say? Neither. Neither. Matzo pizza. Disgust. Disgust. Disdain. Disgust. For like, oh. All right, let's go on to our next segment. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. Very nice. Yeah. For <laughs> listeners, you see, see the same. No, that, voice? no, 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 no. That's not an That's, indicator of, of my yeah. voice, please. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, what's your? This has got to stop. Your guys's. Oh. People that are like, oh, what are your guys's opinions or like your guys's talents? John Riddle from Titanic. I'm looking directly <laughs> at you. <laughs> not to name names, but John Riddle from Titanic. He is always like your guys's. The the concept of making guys's plural to me, and it's just now in our lexicon, and everyone says it. Oh, yeah, just, John does do that. He says it literally all the time, and every time he says it, I'm always like your guys's, and he's like, oh god, sorry, so annoying. So okay, do you prefer because sometimes I do, and I think it feels bad to hear where I do y'all. Y'all is, I don't y'all is the worst to me. Okay. <laughs> But we need something. Yeah, we need something. Are I you would, against plurals? No, yeah. You gotta go one by maybe one? Maybe I am. Maybe. Your yeah. guys is y'alls. Y'alls is What are y'alls bad. plans? You no. all? But are you from the s- south? No. No. So what are you doing? <laughs> He's just trying to. You're, you're just trying to not do your guys's. Yeah, I was just. Okay. What do you. I guess I would prefer y'all over your guys's. Where you, I'm trying to think if I do your guys's. Where, where, you guys, where are you guys going? I would just say, where are you guys going? Yeah. It's what are more you guys? Like, I've definitely said, what are you guys' plans for tonight? What do you all yeah, think? Yeah. What do you all think? What would you say? There's, your, there's several what guys. Plans? What are your plans for? Yeah, what are your plans? What are you all doing tonight? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Pretty simple sentences. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or your guys' is. Your guys' is. Yeah, John Riddle does do that. That's all so the time. funny. But it's not just him. It's just like, that's the only one that I can think of right now. Just gotta stop. John Riddle. <laughs> John um, Riddle in general. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Russell, you got to This has yeah, got to stop. Um, okay, this got to stop. Putting college graduation papers on your wall. Mm-hmm. Anyone. I don't care if you're a doctor, a lawyer. Get those off the fucking wall. You don't want the doctor to have it in the office? No, absolutely not. Wait, you mean the diploma? I trust the building. I walk in. If wow. the building is nice, wow. I'm probably in a good doctor's office. If it's a shitty building, I'm probably in a bad doctor's office. I don't know. I don't need to see their degree. I don't. It's 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 so weird that certain people hang their degrees. I think it's so lame. 
I just think I don't know what the point of it is. I I've never I've never walked into a thing and been like, where did they go? Do you know what I mean? Sure. sure. It feels grody. It feels like the only reason you have it on there is to impress someone. Sure. I don't know. Or you need to see it every day and be like. I did, I did love Syracuse there. University. You know, like what? I don't know. I just hate that it. If you had been to a respectable college, no, your no, would be, no, no. Where's your CCM? What? Where's your Where's your CCM? CCM? Oh, I where's didn't. Where's your d- diploma? Well, we didn't get our diplomas. We didn't technically graduate because we had to do our senior showcase in New York before graduation. <sighs> so I don't have that. Wow, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I don't know where mine are. Theater. I, I am. <laughs> I didn't get mine because I didn't return a library book, and they said I had to pay the fee wow wow no. so you're safe with the two of us yeah, you'll yeah, never yeah. see a diploma I just, I, listen you can everyone can do whatever they want to do i just think that i respect you less when i see it. no no no. i just i just don't like it when i see it i don't i i don't i i know that it feels like doctors and lawyers they have to at this point i, I think, think that might be if i'm crazy i mean lol i know nothing about doctors but i feel like it must be a requirement it is funny that it's probably a requirement, and I'm like so mad about it. But <laughs> I, I just think it's a dumb requirement. I don't know. I don't like it. I get Love it. it. I, I actually, you know, it's actually more acceptable in a doctor's office or a lawyer's office. It's weird when it's in your house. You ever going out someone's oh, yeah. house? Yeah. Oh, like that's a normal, like crazy. a normal person's house. Yeah, no. And they just have their degree. Have you? Oh yeah. What? You've never seen someone have Not their degree in a house? On a house? No, in a house. only in an office setting. Oh, I've seen it. Your doctor. Where? In what room? The kitchen? I, I'm not gonna. I, I'm just saying. The kitchen or the, not the, the kitchen. office? It'd be like an office or like a oh, or like a. Sure. Okay. See, we're all like trying to figure out. Yeah. No, I, I just sense. something about it. I don't know. I think college, it's it, it's akin to me of like people that are really still into college. The college they they went to the football team there. Sure. And I'm like, you went 20 years ago. Why do you care? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's just I don't know. A college is so lame. Is I guess my my whole thing uh-huh. that uh-huh. anyone that thinks that they oh are still proud Thank of it. Thank God we don't. Colleges have, have to stop. Yeah. Honestly, go off. Thank God we don't have any sports fans listeners yeah. to this. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> I know this for a fact. Uh, uh, my this has got to stop. A little specific, but I do think a, a, a big picture. Ultimately, we we did a live up, up episode with a wrestler named Bobby Orlando, and we referenced there's another independent wrestler on the scene right now. He's he, his name is Luigi Primo, and when he wrestles, he's he makes pizza dough with one hand the whole time. I know. Stop it. Like it's, to it's distract? musical theater. Musical yeah, it's musical theater. Musical theater for people who who can't come out of the closet until way later in life. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I, this video it was doing well on TikTok, and someone commented like, "It's funny, but I don't know if you guys know Luigi Primo is anti-vax." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would imagine the independent wrestler who who who's, who makes dough in one hand is anti-vax. That yes, I imagine you're <laughs> right. The big whoop, like this idea of like, oh, so we can't talk about the we person. Watch this There's clip. a lot of entertaining people out there. I I, I can no also, longer. We weren't pro this man. We were telling us not funny, pro this man. We were and making the, fun of the the, the, the character. We don't even need to. This is neither or. There's a listen. There's a lot of anti-vax people out there. We can't like point it out every time as like a well. We can't even talk about the person. Or in order to bring up the person, we have to mention this fact. Oh, I awesome. promise that plenty of the celebrities you love are secretly anti-vax and they're not telling you. And they got on the set because Ooh. they're rich and famous enough. Ooh. It's it's just a reality of like this idea of like. Uh, okay, like what am I supposed to say? Oh, sorry. Yeah. We should say, hey, before we show you the the wrestler spinning pizza dough. Yeah. Just so you know, 
he's he's not, not exactly he's not yeah. fully on board with the medical. He has a couple thoughts that it's just the idea. To me, it connects to this concept of of uh, you want everyone to be pure of thought. And you're lying if you think everyone is. Right, right, right. And you're just going to be disappointed. And ultimately, what you're going to foster is a bunch of liars. Sure. People who will just lie about multiple beliefs. I mean, talk about that that article that I referenced earlier, which I won't say in this place just because it feels harsh, where people just – there's so many liars out there. And when you create this idea of, like, I can't even post a video sharing a clip of an indie wrestler you don't even know without pointing out this. It's just a weird thing mm. that ultimately I think makes you not participate with the world as it is. Yeah. You right. pass 10 anti-vaxxers on the way to the train. Yeah. It's just a weird, it's just a weird way of, of you're not endorsing it. anti-vax, you know, by, 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 bringing, by discussing video. the person yeah. or, or, or you don't gain any points by saying it. Or yeah. whatever. It's, yeah. It was just a it's weird very, yeah. impulse that people have where as if we then are all supposed to go, oh, yeah. really? Also, <laughs> going along the lines of, of I guess. If it was a video of, of Luigi Primo saying, uh, don't uh, take uh, the vaccine. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to share that video. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. this is different. Also, but but to go along with people commenting on the clips. Because, <laughs> you know, these clips, you know. Guys, Russell's reading every comment. I'm not reading every comment, times. but I read some. And let me tell you, the classic one from one of the recent clips is that you've edited. The, the clips are edited, people. <laughs> the clips are edited. So anyone in the comments being like, would love to hear the end of her story if that guy didn't cut in uh, about me with the whole thing with Paige. We did hear that. If you listen to the whole episode, you hear the story. But DeMarco so she, so, edits. It's so, edited. So our producer was on. We, we did a solo episode. And, and the producer set up a story about st- you struggling being a Japanese person at a mostly white yeah. school. And the edit made it seem like she said, you know, I was once called a slur in school. And then it cuts to us. And then I like, go, oh, I have a I story about that. <laughs> but here's the thing. But anyone who, <laughs> no, no, any normal sane person watches it and be like, because it's very clear. Clearly, this has been an edited right, clip. Like, yeah. and and but there's people in there being like, huh, "Would love to hear that in her story." He's like, "Well, you still can, you dumb fucking idiot. Go listen on Spotify. You can listen to the whole goddamn thing." And and like, it's just like this thing of like, I would have liked to get everything all right now, right in my finger. Like, you 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 could still do it with like just three more seconds of of like curiosity. You could still get there. Can I, don't I talk know. for a second? No. So. So, but thing. but yeah. Paige Asachika, our wonderful producer, she 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 titles the videos online, and the video was like Jamarco Sarezi and Russell Daniels, the downside, and someone commented like, oh, so I guess the Asian woman doesn't get a name, and she commented, she said, uh, as the Asian woman who wrote the title, <laughs> it's there uh, there was a character limit. Yeah. So look, uh, uh, wow, mine pales in comparison to sorry, the sorry, we're spiraling. Listen, you guys has got to stop with these comments. Final segment. You better count your blessings. You better count your blessing. uh, uh, I'll start, and we got to do our joke today. It's been so long since Uh. we fucking had you. Okay, Russell, thanks for the enthusiasm. (laughs) uh, uh, Tova told me this thing recently. it hasn't been successful, but she admitted to me that twice now, uh, at an, if we were at an event where there was like another, there, not, not another, if there was a famous person there, she would submit, uh, twice she submitted to Dumois uh, saying, 
the famous person, Angel Marco Cerezi, <laughs> we've both seen at such and such event, trying to get like trying to get one of the posts with my name in it. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't succeed. That is so <laughs> she funny. She told me that she did that twice, and I thought that's very that's very that's sweet, very sweet. Yeah. And uh, one day. Yeah. Um, it's really, really funny. Isn't that cute? That's Celebrity very... and you. And you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Maybe I'll start doing that for you too. Um, uh, oh, before I do my thing, I wanted to do, I want to see how many people from Titanic are listening. So I'm going to. Um, it's literally just my parents. <laughs> I was going to give Marla a fuck, Mary kill and put only Titanic people. Oh, I love it. Connie, Carrie, Courtney. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. I'm gonna marry Connie. Uh-huh. I'm gonna um, fuck Carrie, and I'm gonna kill Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney's my girlfriend. Courtney's okay. my girlfriend. Okay, just one of that's for anyone. What uh, I experienced just now must be what it's like to listen to this episode and not know anything about musical. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. sorry. That was all a it's joke. It's just so funny that's to watch the, la- the level of laughter. I guess we're like. I know. Like, I'm so sorry. I know. What a, what no, no, I just wanted joke. to really like. Just, that's really good. Yeah, I just my parents to... will love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One time I said something about. Um, I said I was talking about. Oh, it was when Rose was on, and um, I said something about. I was complaining, kind of, about. Um, you got it. You got it. Oh, <laughs> I can't even get into it. Anyway, someone did listen, and they, they, they. The next day, the sound. Titanic. It was the sound oh yes, it was the sound thing. Basically, um, every time I'd come off stage from um, Ruth mm-hmm. doing a freak out, uh-huh. um, she'd be like, <laughs> she would sometimes be like, um, oh, that crowd today, not as great, right? And I'd be like, I know, like I would be like, I don't need to hear it, like right, you know. Right. Anyways, I I did that, and then um, she's like, I heard you mention me on the podcast. Oh, it was deep within. You'd have anyways. to listen to the entire thing. Wow, that's really. Anyways, really but funny. I think someone. I was obviously because Ross was on. But anyways, right, right. Um, uh, my blessing is um, I don't know. I, it was a really nice weekend. Uh, getting to do that and a lot of so many lovely things. People sending messages, things. My parents came for the first preview, which was very sweet. Um, so I just feel, I feel really lucky. I feel. Um, Everyone involved in the show has been so nice and welcoming and like so enthusiastic. And I just feel uh, grateful to have gone from a show that I really love to another show where I'm like, um, feel love more. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, no, it just paid more. No, but like, uh, just appreciated and, and, and everyone's been so kind. And so it's been nice to, you know, you're sometimes you're in shows and you're like, oof, (laughs) but it's been, it's been really nice. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I feel uh, lucky. Um, is it my turn? Yes. Yeah. Well, changing your life. Yes. So that's my. That's I'm. My oh, no, listen. I'm no. Oh my God. Though I should say, uh, Marla, you did change, but Marla. I mean, we got drunk after oh Broadway God. sings, and we're like, Oh, oh we my did. God, is this is we so were crazy? So drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then everyone kept interrupting us as we were trying to have a moment. Yeah. The food runners were like, "Excuse me, cheeseburgers." Yeah. Like, I love you. I love you too. I ah. know. I know. But Marla, you really did change my life. I mean, like, well, you changed mine. I honestly, mean, uh, both of our lives changed. Both of our lives changed because, because of each other. But it is wild because not a lot was going on before Titanic. Oh, like well, for, for both of us. It <laughs> is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. 10 years of absolutely nothing yeah. for me. You were on this podcast. That's so true. That's so true. You did the podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, well, you know what's so funny? In the email, it was like, it shouldn't, whatever this segment, segment is, it shouldn't be like, you know, very actually Music. grateful. But actually, no, no, you both no. said very grateful things. Oh, no, no, no. no Maybe no, we need no. to look at how it's phrased. 
It's no, it's more just like sometimes people sometimes go. Be like, I'm, I'm thankful air. for family, and it's like oh, that's right, not right. interesting. Okay. okay. So it can be like it's just it's spe- specificity. Okay. God is in the details. I got it. I got it. Um, this past weekend, I went to Angel Share with my sisters to try to get a cocktail, and it was like a non. She was like the the lady was like, I'm so sorry, we don't have a wait. Um, we don't have a list, so it could be anywhere from like 30 minutes to three hours. Um, but you have to like kind of wait here and just see. And if you leave, then like you lose your place. And we were like, actually, y- you guys can all go fuck yourselves. Yeah. And we went to Par Pisolino across the street, which is ne- right across the street from Via Carrada. And the hostess there, I think her name was Amy. She got my sisters a table. She was so kind. So literally, thank you to Amy. It was Amy. the best cocktails of my life. Go to Bar Pisolino. This is the plug right here, right now. Oh, yeah. We got oh. so wasted on her drinks that we actually asked her if we could have a hug at the end. Oh, my so, God. Wow, yeah. that is Marla so wasted. You said, yeah, in the details, <laughs> those are my details. Bar Pisolino. Um, that's wonderful. We haven't done the segment in a bit. So if you're a member of the Patreon, your name is going to flash across the screen Ooh. while Russell reads some jokes from this joke book. One we, joke. I got a new joke. It's, it's going to be it's, it's short. Okay. Uh, uh, I did get a new joke book that I think is going to be a little more elevated okay. than these one. This is this is from a Ford Howard Stern. These are street jokes that Russell wrote. And no, uh, uh, patron, if you join the Patreon, patreon.com slash downside for just $5 a month, you can support the podcast. You get live episodes, bonus episodes. We're starting to release once, one a month starting in October. And your name is going to flash right now. Read this one right here. Feel free to okay. do accents. Man. IPA. Uh, a Chinese guy, a Russian guy, an American guy, and a Jewish guy are sitting on a park bench. A pollster comes up to them and says, excuse me, what's your opinion on the meat shortage? The Chinese guy says, what's an opinion? The Russian says, what's meat? The American says, what's a shortage? And the Jewish guy says, what's excuse me? <laughs> I don't get that one. Okay. You don't get that one? No. Okay. I, uh, usually you try to give me these anti-Semitic jokes, though. So I think this me. was offensive four different ways. You just didn't even realize it. Okay. I also so the, didn't realize okay, it. Okay, so I, the Chinese person doesn't have that. an opinion because in China you're not allowed to have an opinion. Oh, okay. The Russian doesn't know what meat is because in Russia there's like not food or I they just have vodka. Okay. The American says, what's a shortage? Because the Americans We ha- eat a lot. And then the Jew, which I noticed you seem to really enjoy saying that one. <laughs> the Jew says, what's excuse me? Meaning like... We're just rude. Yeah. Oh, just I don't think of Jewish people that way. Well, that's well, yeah, because you're usually interrupting Japanese women. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, again, join the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/downside. You really are supporting the podcast, and everywhere I go, even Bloomington, they come out and they say I'm a big fan of the downside, no. and I I lie to them. I say one day I'll get Russell out here. And when I say it in San yeah, Francisco, you lie to them I in mean Bloomington. it. But when I say it in Bloomington, <laughs> yes. Russell's never coming to Bloomington. In fact, I might never go to Bloomington ever again, <laughs> given what happened. Uh, no, you guys are all great. Um, uh, this episode is coming out October 10th. So unfortunately, if you didn't see Gutenberg, it's too late. It closed two weeks ago. No. Uh, uh, I, I'm just kidding. Wait, wait plugs. Plugs. That's, oh, that's, you're going to do that's that. That's why I said the date. Okay. Sorry. You understand? Does it, it doesn't really close October 10th, does it? No, no. no okay. uh, January no, The joke 28th. was that it's going to close oh. early. Yeah. It's not even going to make it past. Just not going to make it to opening. <laughs> it's not going to make it to opening. It's going to become the Spider-Man yeah. of, of yeah. Um, so, Marla, is there anything you want to plug? Obviously, Titanic. I mean, that's the only thing I have in my yeah. life right now. So go see Titanic. Uh, are you, are you uh, ever uh, visiting it, doing it again? Uh, I, I, London? I believe the answer to all those things are yes and yes, but there are no concrete details. But I, I would imagine in the Titanic multiverse, you will see me 
for years to come. Uh, you'll see me until I'm probably friggin' 80 years old. But you can see it now off Broadway at the Daryl Roth, TitanicMusical.com, get tickets, and then you can just follow me at Marla Mandel, and I'll tell you when, when I'm performing it again, if ever. Yes. I want to go, um, once this show's opened, I want to go on a oh, Sunday yeah, we should, night. We should, okay, I haven't you, seen it. And like sometime in October. Let's, Let's do, do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Would love that. Uh, great. Uh, Russell, what do you want to plug? Um, well, uh, sometimes I'll be doing Gutenberg uh, in a very minimal way. Obviously, I'll post on social if I'm ever doing it in a more way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram, at Russell J. Daniels. October. I don't think I have anything else. Oh, there's going to be an Uncle Function show in November, but I don't have the date right now. So. Oh, fun. Sure. If you see Josh Gad on the street, just cough in his general direction. No, uh, no. I'm just kidding. No. We love you, Josh. We love you, Josh. Uh, let Russell do one. That would be fun. No, uh, stop <laughs> saying any of these things. I will be at Scottsdale, Arizona, October 12th through 14th. Uh, and then Zanies Chicago, October 19th, 20th, and 21st, coming out to Zanies. And then the Milwaukee Improv, October 22nd, where I will be seeing Douglas Goodhart yes. do a matinee in Milwaukee. Uh, and then I'll be form- headlining Milwaukee for the first time, October 22nd. And uh, otherwise, use guys. Your guys is. You guys is. <laughs> Just have fun because one day you guys is going to die. This is the downside. <laughs> One, two, three. Downside. You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi.